I'd like to call to order the City of Northport uh, Code uh, Compliance hearings. Uh, if everyone would please stand and join me in the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. You may be seated. I don't see any public comment cards uh, filled out. Are there any corrections to the minutes of the code enforcement hearings of December 7, 2023? Hearing no corrections, those minutes are approved. All right, so in just a moment, the clerk is going to ask everyone who is going to speak, and that includes attorneys, uh, to stand, and, uh, you, and the clerk will administer the oath. The way this will work is the property owner will stand at this podium over here, the city will stand at this podium over here. It's a quasi-judicial hearing. So the city goes first. They present their case. At the end of their case, the property owner has the right to ask questions of the, of the city staff witnesses. Not required to, but you have the right to do that. Or you can just present your case and tell me why you think you are not in violation of the code or provide any mitigating uh, information to me. Likewise, the city staff has the right to ask you questions uh, after your presentation. And then typically I will just, I will look one last time, anything else from the city, and then I give the property owner uh, the last word if is there anything else that's additive, not repetitive uh, to say. And then I close the, the hearing at that point in time. And typically I rule right at that time. There's been a few times when I've had the reserve but uh, most of the time, uh, you know, I've ruled right at that point in time. I will also say that you know, they say what public speaking is the, is the thing that people have the greatest fear of. So, I, you know, I appreciate that. I understand that. Um, you know, just take a deep breath when you're up there uh, and try to keep, you know, try to keep the nerves down and try to keep the emotions down. When you do that, usually you give a better presentation to me. All right, at this point in time, the clerk will administer the oath. Can everyone wishing to provide testimony please stand and raise your right hand? Do you swear or affirm that the testimony you're about to provide is true and accurate to the best of your knowledge to help you, God? Thank you. All right. And so we take these cases in the order in which you came in and you signed those green cards. So the first case, and it's actually there's one, two, three, four cases that are all the same property owner. So uh, is it the city's preference that we, we do all four of these at the same time? Okay, all right, Any and you can come forward if you want to. Um, any objection to doing all four of them at the same time? No, that's wonderful. All right, okay, so I'm gonna call the cases. They're case number 234825, which is a first hearing case. And uh, the property owner is Cloud 10 Marketing Group, LLC. The property address is 1350 Bobcat Trail. And then the next ones I'm going to call are all second hearing cases. Uh, it's 23-2106. Again, it's the same property owner, same property address. The next case is 23-2107. Same property owner, same property address. And then the next case is 23-2109. And it's... The same property owner, but this one is a slightly different address. It's 1400 Bobcat Trail. So, um, 
at this point in time, have you, has there been some discussion? There has not. Um, the case 234825 is actually Nathan Wong's case. He is ill. Okay. So I'm going to present that case on his behalf. Okay. Um, all right. Why don't, why don't, since that's a first hearing case, why don't you go ahead and just present that one, and then we'll deal with all, all of them at the same time. Billy, I'm not getting nothing up on that. There we go. Okay, and also, oh, and I forgot to say this. So the first words out of your mouth should be your name for the record, and it's a statement that you've been sworn. I saw some people come in late. I don't know if they got sworn. If not, <clears throat> did the people who came, did you stand and were you sworn? Pete okay. needs to be. The fire marshal needs to be. All right, to be. okay. Let's go ahead and take care of that while we're... Okay. Uh, can you please raise your right hand? Do you swear or affirm the testimony you are brought, about to provide is true and accurate to the best of your knowledge, so help you God? Thank you. All right, you may begin whenever you want to. All right, I'm Dave Grant, Code Enforcement <coughs> Inspector for the City of Northport. I have been sworn. Case number 234825 was initially inspected on 11-2 of 23, and the case is addressing the violation of Chapter 42-23 of the Northport City Code. Accumulation of debris, a dilapidated fence covering the sidewalk. Uh, the property has been inspected on multiple occasions, most recently on 1-5 of 24. Have not had contact with the property owner prior to today. There are six photos to present as evidence. The photos are a true and accurate depiction of the property located at 1350 Bobcat Trail. And I will pull up a picture. That's what we got. All right, anything else? No, sir. All right. Again, state your name for the record and whether or not you've been sworn. My name is Richard Smith, property owner. I've been sworn in. All right. Okay. Um, and if you want to talk about just this case, that's fine. If you want to, well, I tell you what, let's, yeah, let's talk about just this case right okay. now, and then we'll talk about the other three. All right. And I wish to be detailed yet expedient for the court's time. Sure. Uh, and any follow-up questions on my expediency, please feel free from any parties that are part of this. Yeah. Uh, the fence people for this issue were there yesterday, and we placed the order with them to get that accomplished. All right. So that will be solved at some point in the near future. Okay. It so all depends on uh, supplies and the vendor's schedule, but they've been contracted. All right. Well, I tell you what, let's let's segue into the, the other cases before I before we actually make a decision on this because on the other cases I'm kind of limited with what I can do because they're second hearing cases. So Okay. So let's so um, basically on cases number twenty three twenty seventy eight, excuse me, twenty three twenty one oh six, twenty three twenty one oh seven, and uh, twenty three twenty one oh nine is the, are you still saying they're not in compliance? Yes, sir, 20, uh, again, 23, uh, 2106 was found in violation at the 12-7 hearing. And as of recently, when we looked online, there still has not been the permits filed for those two violations. All right, so, so that you understand what I just said about, so when it gets to the second hearing, really, 
Uh, once I say I'm going to sign the order, I lose control of the case at that point in time. Really, only the city commission can deal with it or, or the court system. So uh, typically, on those types of cases, if there is you know, movement towards compliance, typically the only option I have to keep the case is just to continue the case. That's what I meant by I'm limited on those. So let's just kind of deal with these one at a time. First one is electrical work permit expired. The solution to that is just to pull, get the permit reissued. So Correct. And I can have uh, a member of my team that deals with finance and payments contact the city today on that issue and get that resolved. If right. that's doable today, if not, whatever it suits the city to do that. I'm fine with it, but I mean, I think we're all in agreement that this has been drug on for. No, we're not. I mean. Okay, let Mr. Raducci come down and, and speak. You were in the room. You got sworn, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Sir, I'm Kevin Raducci. I'm the manager for the Code Enforcement Division. Could you repeat what you just said? Because I was reading something, so I want to make sure I heard what you said. Sure, not a problem. Um, We've been working on all these code violations to get them correct. Uh, and there are circumstances, and I'll get into those if the court needs me to. As far as the permit goes, as one singular item out of the ones we're addressing today, uh, I can have a member of my team contact the city as soon as today to take care of that issue if the city's ready to do it that quick. If not, whenever you're available, we can address that. The permitting thing seems like it's a pretty small item relative to the other things we're doing. This is a greater permit. This is two expired permits. Right, Your Honor. Yeah, so here, here's going to be my question. If, uh, yeah, if, if, obviously, if you're just saying, look, I, we're not going to have, if he's making progress, we have no, no problem or objection to a continuance, that's fine. I don't need to hear what he you just said he's willing fine. to say. If you want me to hear that, or you want to hear it too, before you, make that decision, let me know, and he can explain. No, what, what I wanted to say is, as the manager for Code Enforcement Division, the amount of complaints we get on this, right? This the very slow response we're getting to correct something that's really not that hard right. to accomplish. It would be my position as a manager for Code Enforcement, speaking for the city, that the property, this, this case specifically, and then we'll work on the next one, would be fine in violation today. He will, gentlemen will have time to rectify it, but I, we're, we're done as far as letting this continue. We believe we've right. given it enough time. I guess this case started on the 2nd of November of last year. So we, I, we believe enough time has been granted with no So problem. let me make sure I understand, because I, I sort of segued to the to the second hearing cases. You're talking about the, the first hearing case. I'm talking about all the cases, but we'll take them individually because they've, right. they've all been a problem for a while. They need to be corrected. When we get to the fire cases, there are obviously more of a safety issue that has right. to be corrected immediately. There's been nothing done to uh, correct that. So at this point, it, we're, I would rather you find them in violation if you believe right. there's a violation that exists and give him time to correct it. Just let's just get the ball rolling. Okay. So then why don't you give me the reason for the delay then? Okay. First of all, um, very quickly, some backstory. Been a resident of this area since 2002. 2005, six, and seven. I was a manager and a golf professional at the property that I now own. I left there in late 2007 and took a very nice position, stayed friendly with the club, still lived here, uh, and I traveled for work. Eight years into my 10 years being gone, the club owner got tired of it. It got in disrepair. I bought it from him. 
spent $3 million to purchase it, and immediately put in $2.5 million in CapEx. Had a national global event at the place that put a nice city on Northport. It was the largest attended event ever for that tour for the girls, largest purse ever at that point in time. The city was listed as a partner for that event, and we didn't charge you anything for that, but you were cooperative on all the infrastructure we did to bring that event into town. The pandemic ruined my personal life and my business life. It's been a hard grind since we've been closed. Uh, now, Peter and other brass of the city has been understanding of our challenges. Even while closed, our monthly burn rate on the minimums is $30,000. All these code enforcement items that we're addressing right now is costing us $70,000, which we've now allocated and committed to spend, and we've spent some of it already. Our first vendor on all these repairs is out there tomorrow from 12 o'clock to 4 o'clock. And I welcome anybody from the city to come and see that we actually have them their own property. Last month, I intended to come and get some stuff done. But frankly, I had COVID for four weeks, and three and a half of it was really bad. I was still going to come to the December hearing uh, because I did not want to miss this. My whole life has been tied up in this investment that I made in 2017, and we had some bad breaks. Pandemic, nobody saw it coming. The two and a half million I spent in CapEx the day when I walked in there, I would have done 500 grand and kept the war chest had I thought a pandemic was coming, but nobody has a crystal ball like that. This has ruined my life. We are finally making progress. My hopes are that if things continue as they are, I get this place refurbed this summer. We need grow in time so we wouldn't reopen until October, November, but we're finally on a path where we can make this turn around after three and a half, four, years that have impacted all the employees I had, my wife and my children, the people that enjoyed the place. We are now so close and I've got uh, digital assets, emails of confirmations that I can share with Peter and anybody else that we've done all this stuff, we've got people scheduled, we're trying to move them in really quick. On the two fire violations, the first vendor tomorrow is the alarm company do the cellular dollars that you recommended, make sure everything's working. We still have to do the backflow testing also, but that's a separate visit. Um, we've taken action. Any fines against us, the people that are helping me get this back up, it might be the death punch for me keeping this thing going. I need some grace. We are taking action right now, and tomorrow, if you come out and see that they're not there, and they don't give you a reason why, then I did all I could. I'm trying the best I can. Okay. Well, okay, so let me, let me ask you this, and uh, I'm going to talk about the, the first hearing case, just, just the first hearing case right now. So, case, and, it, and the way this works is um, for these types of violations, yeah, there's a first hearing and a second hearing. The first, the first order just gives a period of time in which to bring it in the compliance, and the fines don't start until after that date, if it, unless it's brought into compliance. So, as up to this accumulation of debris, along this, this sidewalk area here, you know, how many days do you think you're, you're going to need to bring that into compliance? Um, the fence people were there yesterday. They intend to clear that out and repair the fence. They're getting back to us on timing based on their supplies and their work schedule. We are pushing every single vendor, one scheduled and ones we've even prepaid some parts of this, to get there as quick as possible. I would have to report back on exact dates well, um, well, let me tell you, so basically, I mean, let me just ask this question. Do you think you'll have it done within 25 days? Uh, I 
am certainly working towards that, but until I get the confirmation back from the vendor, again, he was there yesterday with us. He assessed the work, he invoiced us, and he said, I'm going to be here in this stretch of time. I need to check back and give you the exact dates when I know when I can get the, I think there's seven rolls of fence for 70 feet, and then whatever attachments he needs for a chain link fence, because there's a section there that needs completely replaced after Hurricane Irma. Um, well, this is just, I mean, this particular violation, as long as they get in there and they clear everything out, if you just need they don't have to fix the fence. The well, well, also, also what system. I wanted to say, first off, the city's position will not change on this. I'm going to be very okay. blunt about that. This is an easy correction that could occur today. If someone could go out there, not the city, the people that are in charge of the golf course and pick up the fence and get it off the sidewalk. There's many people that live in this community that uh, want to enjoy that sidewalk. It's a very busy road. They can't walk on the roadway because of cars. There's a lot of older people. There's ADA issues because people are there that walk that really can't really walk anywhere else but that sidewalk. And at least if you could get it off the sidewalk. Right. Personally, I don't think it takes 25 days to do that. And we've been gracious uh, to a fault as of today. I think that can be corrected in a couple of days. If that occurs, we'd be more apt to let long-term let the gentleman take care of what he needs to do to uh, fix the property, but that has to go. Yeah. No yeah, if so it's you... not the whole fence and it's just getting the sidewalk clear, can we say we're going to aim for next week at worst case? And sure. if everything goes to heck, give us 14 days. But we well, yeah, because again, the violation is not telling you, yeah, you got to put the fence back up. Now there, there might Which be another, there might be another violation coming down the road that talks about that, but it's. But that's not it's that's that's not what this particular violation is. So they're just debris. saying debris. That's all. Yeah, right. if you get that off the sidewalk, you're in compliance. Which 25 days. You know, basically, what will happen is I'll enter an order. It'll say, you know, bring it into compliance within 25 days, and then our next hearing is February 22. Okay. And you know, and if they come up here and say, well, that fence is still there on the sidewalk, well, then I'm going to sign the order imposing the fine. But if it's gone then you know, we're fine. I just want to humbly and respectfully okay. share that sure. I understand the city's position and I understand the comments you might get from people that uh, are affected. And I'm you know, very sympathetic to that, but I'm now in an action phase when I can actually get these things done. And with the help I'm getting after the financial disaster of the pandemic to us, I know from talking the last couple of days with the people that are helping me as newer partners, Fines are going to scare them and make them nervous about staying committed to this. If we have any grace to move on these things, which we're actioning right now, as far as financial okay. funds. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, that's going to impact more than the next cases we're going to talk about. So I, even though we're doing all three, all four of these cases at the same time, I need to kind of make my decisions independent on each one. Before, so before you rule on, so sir, just, just so you're clear on how this works for this case specifically. If you can get someone to go out there and remove the fence so the sidewalk can be traversed by the citizens that live there and anyone else who wants to enjoy it, this case will close and you'll be good. With no fines? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Well, it yeah, depends what the, how the judge breaks the order. Yeah, because that I, is our position. Just let the sidewalk open immediately. Well, right. I'm asking for two weeks. You mentioned 25 days. Anything in between that, we'll get yeah. the sidewalk clear. The fence won't be repaired until the vendor commits that he can That's get fine. the materials he needs. That's fine. All right. We're, we're okay with that. Okay. So, yeah, I, I think I've heard everything. It, anything else you want to say about this case? That, no, no, sir. Okay. 
All right, so I am going to, in case number 234825, I am going to find that there is a current violation of Chapter 42-23 of the North Fork City Code for this debris that's, that's on the sidewalk. A fine of $10 a day with a maximum of $1,000 will commence on February 20th if not brought into compliance by February 19th. Thank you, sir. All right, so that's that one. So, sir, if you get that fixed, you call the office. We'll send an inspector out immediately. They'll verify the work is done. That case will close immediately. Understood. Thank you. Thank All you. right. So now on these <clears throat> on these second hearing cases, and okay. and I What's the other I may need oh, the I may need the assistant city attorney's help on this one. Um, so I think I've got two choices, really, on these cases. Is um, I well, actually, I guess I have three choices. I can either I can either sign the order that imposes the fine. I can amend the prior order, giving more time, or I can just continue the case till the February hearing. So those are those are my three options. Uh, and let's just kind of take them one at a time. Let's do the electrical uh, permit one first. Is there anything else you want to say? You started talking about the electrical permit. Is there anything else you want to say about the electrical permit? Well, I, I, I'm not super knowledgeable on that one other than, you know, if it's inside of our $70,000 budget as one of the pieces, we'll execute that today or as soon as the city can do that with one of my finance people. Right. And I understand that you don't, the work doesn't have to be accomplished to bring it into compliance. All you have to do is get the permit right. renewed. So, and, and so whatever we need to do to the permit, we will start on that this afternoon. Okay. So now, which case, can you just repeat? This is case 20 number 232106. That's my two this cases. This is the uh, inspired electrical permit. Oh, okay. And commercial. Well, this was a second hearing case, and the paperwork that I have filled out is there's been no changes. Been, right. It's assessed fine. Right. So, so um, again, but I, I'm looking for the city's position. Yeah, what he's saying over here is. I've got some investors, if they see fines imposed, it may scare the money away. Um, and the only way that those fines don't get imposed is if I either continue the case till next month or I extend, or I amend the order to bring a new date for compliance. Again, you're Kevin Reducci, okay. manager for the Code Enforcement Division. We're prepared to go to the I'm not saying you can't give them some extra time, but I'd rather you rule today for if it's in violation to rule that it is the property is in violation and maybe give some uh, time to correct. But let's I think we should move along to the phase where, we, you know, we're holding people accountable for right. not doing what they need to do to correct the violation. All right. <clears throat> um, OK, so what I'm leaning towards is amending order. And to give again so that you're going to have, you know, it's going to be the same time period as I just said before. February twenty second. Yeah. 20, 20, yeah uh, so, so I will. And you're this. I've never done this before. So you're, you're, you're good with this. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So I, here's what I'm going to do on on case number twenty three twenty one oh six. I'm going to amend the current order to say that if it's not brought into compliance by February. Uh, 19 of 2024, uh, the fines will be imposed. Same fines as I said before, February 20th of 2024. So, so right. the same thing will apply again. So if you can, you, you will not be able to pull this permit because it's commercial. 
you'll have to get a contractor to pull the permit. They'll have to, you'll have to book a contract. So I need an electrician? I believe so. And they contact the city and say, we need a permit. Correct. What is this permit for? Because we're not doing any construction. The permits. Oh, is this just a re-up for an expired permit? Yeah, it was, it was a 2018 permit. So there that was, was that would have be. been after you took control, right? Right. So it, I, yeah. so I misspoke. You'll, it's an expired permit, correct? Two, yes. So you'll have to go downstairs, and maybe you can do that when you're done. And uh, Maybe I can hook you up with the building official. You need to re-up the permit and have inspections made. You may be good with what you did or, whatever, or whoever did whatever. I don't know all the details of the permit. Or they'll have to come out and inspect it, and then if they pass it, again, this case will close out because the permits will be good again. Okay, because right. we haven't done any electrical work the since 2017. Okay, but there's, there's apparently... No, this is a 2018 permit. So no, I understand that. Right. And I don't know why the permit exists. Somebody on the team must have done it, and I was unaware. I don't remember from way back when. Uh, but there's no electrical work happening. Yeah, it's actually two permits. One's a 17 so permit. Either way, those permits have to be satisfied. They either have, they have to be closed out or reactivated. Whatever I need post the hearing, I'll be glad to act act on that ASAP. All right. Yeah. So again, I think I already ruled. I'm I'm going to amend that one. Yeah. To to that same date that I gave on the other one. Okay. Now let's talk about 232107, and this is one of the fire cases. So let me. Again, for the record, this city probably just needs to tell me whether or not it's in compliance or still not in compliance. State your name. Yeah, yes, yes, sir. Peter Marietti, Northport Fire, uh, Fire Marshal for the city of Northport. Um, these two cases, uh, 232107 and 232109, uh, the last visit we went out on the 9th of this past month, uh, this month, and uh, we found that, that they're still not in compliance. Okay. So, uh, but he has stated that he has contracts. Uh, I'd like to see the contract. So if it does include the fire alarm uh, and uh, the sprinklers, as well as the backflows, uh, that may suffice as long as the permits are, in, uh, not the permits, but the uh, contracts are in place. I'd like to see the contracts. If okay. If there are contracts. So let me ask this question. What, what brings these into compliance? Is it, does the work actually, unlike the, an expired permit, does the work have to actually be done yes. to bring it into compliance? The work starts tomorrow, Your Honor. Okay. How long do you know how long the work's gonna take to complete? I think the alarm people are gonna be there just tomorrow from twelve to four, but they did say that they might need a second visit after they assess the situation. Mm -hmm. If there's anything that needs to be brought more current, but there's a <laughs> chance they finish it all tomorrow. Okay. I don't have a guarantee on that. Right. I just know that with us playing around with them for several months to get them out and paying some old bills and prepaying mm -hmm. them. They had us down for next week, and then late yesterday, because we've been pushing everybody, she says, we got an opening Friday. So we said, great. Okay. They'll be there at 12, and they plan to be there so for about four hours. that sounds like it's also doable within the same 25 days. Yes, sir. I agree. So. Right. And, and on the backflow testing, uh, we don't have that confirmed yet. We're trying to get that scheduled, but we have to do the, the security company before the backflow testing. Yes. As right. well as uh, the fire alarm? Uh, excuse me, the sp uh, sprinklers? Correct, yes. Sir, I, 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 when we went out there, I typed on my phone in notes everything you recommended I do, which included going to cellular dialers mm -hmm. since we're closed until we reopen, not needing phone lines and internet until we absolutely have to have it, plus all the other items you mentioned, including the sprinkler testing and the backflow. So that's on our action list, and we're acting on it, but we don't have that date confirmed yet with the vendor. Right, so but we do know that the security company, which has to come before all that, 
is already scheduled and they're coming out tomorrow and they've been paid. Yes, sir. So uh, do you uh, think you can get it done in the next 25 days as, as the I don't have a crystal ball. I'm certainly trying to. But backflow testing is, from historical perspective, is not always simple to get somebody there in five minutes and not every plumbing company does it. The last one we had do it was based out of Tampa, not locally. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, we, we pulled strings last time. They did our backflow testing and paid them a premium to get them to come. Not every plumbing company does that. So they're in high demand and they're scheduled good. I am glad to report to you uh, as soon as I get a confirm on a date what it is, but I can't guarantee it's within 25 days. Is, I'm is, trying for that. Is, um, is one of the reasons you'd like to see the contract and make sure that the, the scope of the contract is gonna bring yes. it into compliance? Yes, yeah, so and, and if you can share that with him. Sure. Um, and, you know, if, if you're not 100% in compliance by the next hearing date, but you're 80% there and you've got a target date in the future, come back and we can we can deal with it then. But yes. And at the same time, if you need help with, any, with a local contractor, I can help you in any way. That way we can help expedite the process. That would you. be wonderful and we would love that. Okay. Because I mean, again, we've been making calls and Google searches for backflow yeah. and the sprinkler testing with one-stop shopping. And again, not every plumbing company does that. Yes, sir, please uh, reach out to my office. I'll be more than happy to help you out in any way that I can. I do this. Yeah, I would encourage you that when, when the hearing is done you, and you walk out together, you exchange information and, and make sure he can get copies of the contract so you can see what you're doing. Yes, sir, we'll do. All right, so in case, anything else you want to say before I close the hearings? No, sir. All right, anything else from the city before I close the hearings? No, sir. All right, on case number 23-2107 uh, and case number 23-2109, I'm going to do the same thing I did on the prior case where I'm going to amend the order to uh, just state that compliance uh, needs to be by February 19th of 2024. If not, the fines will commence as of February 20th of 2024, and the fines will stay the same as I stated last time. All right, that's everything on those cases. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, Ron. Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right, next case is case number 23-2078. The property owner is Duck Key Owners Association, Inc. And uh, it doesn't and the, doesn't really have an address. It's parcel ID 0998002601. And this is a second hearing. I'm Dave Grant, Code Enforcement Inspector for the City of Northport, and I have been sworn. Uh, case number 232078 was found in violation at the 1026 hearing of 2023. And at this time, Your Honor, uh, there have been no changes to the property, and I request that you sign the order assessing the fine. Okay. So state your name for the record, uh, how you're affiliated with Ducky Owners Association, whether or not you've been sworn. Philip Corellio, President of Ducky Homeowners Association, and yes, I have been sworn. Okay. All right. So uh, I, I'll tell you the history we had behind this. Okay. So um, there was, it came and there was basically no acceptance of service. We looked up and saw that your management company has changed. So we re-noticed to the new management company. Again, no one showed up. 
and then and then I entered the order, you know, last month. So that's just kind of the background of how right. we got here. So I will let you go. Our apologies for not showing up. What had happened was when we got the notice, we didn't get the notice from a management company. I happened to be driving by the sign. We saw something taped on the sign, and we were like, "What's this?" So I immediately came to City Hall, went to the planning department. They called in some gentlemen from another department. They sat down with me, said, do this form, fill out this form, complete this, this then turn it into the building department. And that's what I did, thinking that there was a chain of communication here that it went to the court saying, okay, they, he was here. So I never showed up for that hearing. So when I finally submitted the permit, the person who was accepted the permit looked at me and said, they, said, they cited you for this? I was like, yes. And I'll explain that to the court. What we have is a 30-year-old sign that, according to city code, we have to maintain. So, of course, this sign stood about this high. And the sign is literally this big. All right? Because it stood this high and it looked old and corroded and whatever, we chopped off the same 4x4s that were in the ground, lowered the sign, and made it look like this. So we improved what it looked like. What had happened was there is one resident that lives outside Duck Key. He's got a gripe against Duck Key since it was developed because it used to be his hunting ground. He's harassed our contractors. We've lost contractors because of this guy. So while we were putting this sign back in, he came out and said, do you guys have a permit for that? And then next thing you know, here was this paper on the sign. <clears throat> and here's where we're at with it. Uh, I did put in the permit application. Uh, it was going through some phases. Uh, another resident in Duck Key got involved saying that's ridiculous. Contacted Jerome, the city manager, who contacted somebody else. And it's kind of blown up since then. But <clears throat> um, yeah, that's where we're at. All we did was modify a sign. Is there a permit application pending? There is, but if you see right here where the uh, thing is, it's been voided. You, you know, yeah, it, it, so my clerk here is going to pull this up too. Okay. Do you know any reason why the, the, the permit application is voided? No. No? Okay. No. We'll, try to get um, to, we'll try to get to the bottom of that. Here we go. These signs have been up for over 30 years. Permit denied by building official on one four twenty four voided. The, your, your Honor. Yeah. Kevin Renucci, manager for code enforcement, back on the record. It's my understanding that they're not. The building department is not going to allow the sign. Can we go back? Can you put up the picture, the first picture you had of the sign? The reason, but can you zoom in on on this part right here? The reason being, on the left hand side, you can see where the where the cursor is moving. There is right. a sign for that property. Right. Uh, because that's in the median, the sign that's been erected or modified or whatever, they're not going to allow that there. They believe the sign that is there is the sign that uh, is was granted when the actual uh, whole parcel was developed, and that's the only sign they can have. That's my understanding. So they're not going to allow that sign. So and that's based upon, that's based upon that there's only so many square footage of signage you can have, or do, you, do we know why? Yeah, they both. When it was the, the property was developed and started, that that was submitted as the signage that they were gonna, that the city was going to allow. They're not going to deviate from that. That that is my understanding of that. Yeah, maybe Elena, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Uh, I don't know all she, the ins. So you're gonna need to be she'll sworn. She'll need to be sworn on Miss yeah, Lane Ray. Ray is the director of the uh, whole building department. She's the boss. They're gonna stop swearing. Okay, they're, they're gonna swear you in right now. <clears throat> all right, please raise your right hand. I'm just turning my phones off so they don't. <laughs> Do you swear or affirm the testimony you're about to provide is true and accurate to the best of your knowledge to help you God? I do. Thank you. State, state your name and, and why you're here. Thank you, sir, for the record. My name is Elena Ray. I'm the director of the Development Services Department, so I'm over code enforcement, planning, zoning, and building. Okay. All right. So do you know the history of why this particular permit, sign permit, was denied? I do. Okay. Um, so, the Homeowners Association has apparently had a sign there. We're not sure when it was installed, um, but there was never a permit for it. Um, they apparently, what we were told is that after the hurricane, the sign was damaged, so they replaced it with um, this sign that is uh, different. The other sign was a wooden sign um, on wooden posts. Uh, this one is um, a stone facade um, and different size, but the heart of the issue is that this median is not owned by the Homeowners Association. This median is in city right-of-way. The um, dedication of this road and the plat agreements state that the Homeowners Association is allowed to maintain landscaping in that median. But there is no allowance on the plat or the deed restrictions or any of the documents for signage in the city right-of-way. The city's codes prohibit signage in the right-of-way. Um, the city commission has made it clear that they will not allow signs in the right-of-way. So we cannot issue a permit for a sign that is in the city right of way, so we we are un, we are physically humanly unable right. to issue a sign. Um, in addition, the Unified Land Development Code does not allow multiple signs at each entry into a neighborhood. This particular sign makes actually three signs at the entry, where only one is actually allowed. We're not taking any action on the signs on the walls. Um, they have a sign on each of the walls on each side of the, the street. Um, where and those signs are on association property. Those signs are on association property. Um, even though they're only allowed one, really, per code, because they're there, we're considering them non-conforming. Right. Uh, but this one, because it is in the city right-of-way, we simply have no ability or authority even to um, to permit the sign or to allow the sign to remain. Can All I, right. So again, you can ask questions or you can just. You can know, a waiver be obtained through the commissioners for that? Well, yeah, because that I think you answered the question, but it, let me ask that question a different way, if you don't okay. mind. Uh, I know some cities have a right of way use permit process, mm -hmm. and and obviously there is something that's been previously approved. The, the landscape maintenance inside the right of way, but does and some cities don't have right of way use permit, you know, process. Our city right of way use permit is not for things like signage in the right of way. Okay. It's for, um, for instance, when a house is being built and they have to tear up 
the sidewalk or they have to put a culvert and um, driveway apron and those types of things. That's what this, the city's right-of-way permit is. Um, as far as a waiver, it would be, um, we haven't had this come up because the Supreme Court has ruled that if we make an allowance for one, we have to make an allowance for all when it comes to signage. And so if the city were to allow a sign in the right-of-way, right. it would have to allow any sign in the right-of-way. Right. So could a waiver be applied for? I would assume that the uh, someone could go to the city commission and ask, but... Um, there's there's just not a process for this. Okay, so um, again, I don't get to write the laws here. I, my job is to enforce the laws. Um, so what I'm, you know, you you may have that avenue, but I'm going to probably have to do what I have to do today. So, but I'm going to give you the last word. Uh, anything else you want to say? There's a, there's a oh. well, before I give you the last word, I'll let the city. Add so this this will help solve this apparently so there, there's a conundrum here so the actual violation for the no permit for the sign is not going to work now because they can't get a permit for it so i'm asking uh, okay. you to dismiss that however just want to be clear the city and specifically code enforcement remove signs from the right-of-way every day we don't need anybody's permission and they don't get the signs back it would be in your best interest to remove the sign yourself so we don't do it and throw it out which is what we would do or break it removing it that's right we will allow some time for that. Again, we're not going to let it go forever. Right. And then if you want to pursue, uh, like Ms. Elena said, some way coming in and speaking to the commission or whatever, that's fine. But that will take a while anyway. That sign is not on your property and it's obstructing traffic. We could go out and get it today. We're not going to do that. But we're willing to dismiss the case right now and give you some time if you tell us how long it's going to take you to have that removed. And then we can start all over. And if you can get a sign somehow and the commission allows it, we will gladly help you. Gotcha. It wouldn't be there, I can guarantee you that. <laughs> and it would have to meet a certain criteria. Gotcha. Are you okay with that, Elena? Probably should ask you first. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to remove it, but it has to come out. <laughs> it, it, it will have to come out. Um, I think that, you know, you could talk with the planning staff in the planning division. Um, I don't want to give you any false hopes because staff, I, I can tell you now, staff would recommend not approving it because of the um, door that it opens to the city and liability with the, um, um, it's, it's called the Gilbert case, um, a Supreme Court case that, Really messed I up. I understand. I used, I did code enforcement for the village of yeah. for thirty five years, so I know where everybody's at. So. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, you know, that's why I don't want. I wouldn't want the association to go down a, a road that is right. going to be futile. When um, staff would recommend denial, and and probably our legal staff would as well. Right. So. The other thing that's got our association you know, and the residents by the throat is the fact that it's this one guy. Right. And the sign's been there for 30 years, and there's one guy, one complaint, and this is where we're at. Understood. And unfortunately, yeah. you know, we are, as staff, as co as a code enforcement team, they are obligated by law, by state law, to investigate Absolutely. all complaints. Right. 
And when it is indeed a violation, they have no option except to move forward. I, I, we don't fault the city. Yeah. Right. We just. It's an unfortunate situation all yeah. around. Um, the other, here's a here's an option that uh, is creative. <laughs> the association could petition the city for um, a vacation of that median so that it becomes the property of the HOA. I like vacations. <laughs> that, would, right. that would involve um, a plat process. So you would need a surveyor to draw up a plat um, and ask the city. It's, 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 a, it's a vacation of right-of-way. And that would also be done through our, our planning division. Uh, they're downstairs. You can find them uh, downstairs, and they will kind of they'll give you information on that process. And with the start of that process, we'd still have to take down the sign and go through the process. Unfortunately, okay. yeah. All right, so my job is pretty easy here because, uh, you know, there is this catch-22 that, you know, the violation was, you know, no permit for the sign, but you can't get a permit for the sign, so... As, as the city staff suggested, the only thing I can do is dismiss the case. Gotcha. But you heard everything else they told you. Gotcha. All right. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. The case is dismissed. Kevin, we'll have it down within a month. Thank you. All right. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. So the next case is case number 234576. Property owner is Woodrow A. Stewart, and the property address is 13. 588 Tamiami Trail. I am Dave Grant, Code Enforcement Inspector for the City of Northport, and I have been sworn. Case number 234576 was initially inspected on 1018 of 23. The case is addressing the violation of Chapter 42-23 of the Northport City Code, accumulation of debris and abandoned car on the right side of property. This property has been inspected on multiple occasions, most recently on 122 of 24. I have not had contact with the property uh, owner. Not. And there is uh, one photo present as evidence and the photos are a true and accurate depiction of the property located at 13588 Tamiami Trail. Okay, and, and it says there's a, an abandoned yard waste trailer. Is that inside this garage? No, that has been, everything's oh, been removed, Your Honor. The grass oh. has been mowed. The only thing that's still lingering is the, the car on the right oh, side. Oh, the car, the okay. And it has no tag on it? Uh, it has no, a sir. tag on it. It does? Yes, but okay, it's well. outdated. Okay, it is fire tag, okay. All right. Anything else? No, sir. All right. And again, state your name for the record and that you've been sworn. My name is Marcia Stewart, speaking for Woodrow Stewart, who doesn't have his hearing aid in. Okay. And he can't hear. <laughs> All right. Are okay. you his spouse? Yes. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Um, this is our first time. So we are correcting the violations, whatever it is. Um, 
I don't know what else to say. We yeah, did what so we could you describe to. what it would take to bring this into compliance? Uh, basically get the car off the property or per the new city code, if it is on an improved surface, which would include the driveway, uh, the case can be dismissed. Well, we can get rid or of it the can be, it can it be can become into compliance, yes. Yeah. That's all it is? Just that, that's all it is. One of those two things, yeah. Well, we per, the way the, per the way the city code is written, in order to have a vehicle on your property, it needs to be on an improved surface, which okay. is the driveway. And it needs to be an operable vehicle, too, correct? Okay. Yes. Right. So those two things. All right. So 25 days enough to... Yes, it is. All right. Do you have anything else you want to say? No. I think he did everything there. Okay. And we corrected what we were supposed to correct. All right. All right, so as of today, I am going to find that there is a violation of Chapter 42-23 of the Northport City Code for this vehicle that is uh, sitting, uh, you know, off to the right-hand side as you face the house. Uh, a fine of $10 a day with a maximum of $1,000 will commence on February 20th of 2024, if not brought into compliance by February 19th of 2024. Okay. So you got until the 19th. So if we remove the car, do we have to come back here? No, but... But stay in contact. Let him know. If you remove the car, before you leave here, try to get his card okay. and call him and say it's gone. He'll drive by and confirm, and then you won't have to come back. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Okay. So this is the next case is case number uh, 234380. Uh, the property owner is Matthew G. and Stephanie Kalia, and Tamara Kalia, and the property address is 4437 Gorgas Street. How you doing? Good morning. Whenever the city is ready, they may come and go first. I am Dave Grant, Code Enforcement Inspector for the City of Northport, and I have been sworn. Uh, case number 234380 was initially inspected on 1011 of 23. Uh, the case is addressing the violation of Section 105.4.1.1 of the Florida Building Code. There's an expired permit for the uh, hot water heater. The property has been inspected, inspected on multiple occasions, most recently on 122 of 24. I have had contact with the uh, homeowner. Um, there's no pictures, but you can see on the screen that the permit is expired. And that is a, the photo is a true and accurate depiction of the property located at 4437 Gorgas. Uh, when I went out to do the inspection earlier this week, preparing for hearing, I did meet with the homeowner. Um, I don't want to say it was a lack of communication, but there was other uh, violations on why we were out there. He has since corrected them. Okay, the so the accumulation of debris and the maintenance yes, of the stormwater, that's yes, all sir. in compliance? Yes, sir. That has been corrected. Okay. I spoke to the owner and informed him to what he needed to do uh, to get the, the permit in compliance. He works. I don't know if he was able to get down here, but I knew he had Wednesday and Thursday off, so he may very well have the permit. It's not in the system. At this time, we'll let him speak. All right. State your name for the record, and you've been sworn? Uh, Matt Kalea. Yes, I've been sworn in. Okay. Um, I did come down here yesterday about the permit. Um, 
<clears throat> the only thing I kind of was confused about is this happened in 2019. And after I didn't know I needed a permit to install the water heater, so I installed it. And then somebody called and said, you need a permit. I came down in 2019, got the permit. And then the following week, the inspector came, signed off on it, said everything looks good. And then now I guess they can't find where it was signed off on in the system. And they want me to pay another, I think it's another $75 to reinstate the permit and have somebody come back out, which I can do. I just need more time. I was laid off for three months, just started working three weeks ago. And to be honest, I don't have the $75 right now to reinstate the permit. That's the only reason I didn't do it yesterday. Um, okay, so in this record, does it, does it show any evidence of an inspection? Uh, it shows inspection history. Yes, sir, there was February 5th of... Uh, of uh, 2019, there was an inspection done and it was DA'd, but we don't have the record of why it was done by a, a Gary Cromer. But I don't have any of the notes or there's nothing in there. It, it just says it was uh, disapproved. It says it was disapproved. For yeah, but there, there's no notes or anything. And, you know, it, it don't show that there's any other. You go back here and outstanding inspections, it, it really it don't show any. It just says... right. So, so you, yeah, so you saw those comments. Does that jog your memory at all as far as if it, it seems like, okay, so it, it seems like it says detached from home. I mean, that was one of the comments. I think the hot water heater's in the back of the house, correct, when we were it's, speaking the other day? Yes, the house is, there's a sidewalk between the house and the laundry room. The water heater's in the laundry room. Okay. It's an, it's an older style house. It's probably right. a general development one from the probably 50s or 60s. I see Mr. Reducci walked in down here, so. Morning, Ron. Good morning. Um, Kevin Reducci back on the record. So let's do this. Let me, let, let's, uh, <coughs> let's continue it for the next hearing. Let me take him downstairs and see if I can hook up the building official. Maybe we can work something out. We'll get right. over to look at it. And if it's good, it's good. Right. If not, he'll have to re-up the permit, but at least it'll buy him some time. Okay. Do you have any objection yeah, to that? that? That's okay. All right. We'll continue it. this case. Is this your case? Yes, to sir. The, um, to the hearing of February 22, 2024. And again, hopefully you can get it worked out downstairs. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know. But something good. Uh, for the hot water here. Yeah. This is this it, for my it, own. Uh, my own opinion. It just seems like there should be a little more description. That, that's you know. what we're trying to. That's why we'll try to right. rectify it so maybe we right. can save him some money. Okay. All right. All right. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much. 19. Yeah. 1034. Thanks. Okay. I'll take you uh, downstairs. All right. So now we're going to go back to. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. Continued case. We only have one. It's uh, case number 233462. The property owner is Robert and Deborah Camella. Yes, sir. And the property address is 2025 Links Run. Your Honor, this is the one that came into compliance this morning. Okay. They had showed up and had the application and everything for a permit. For the building official, that was enough to uh, put the case into compliance. Awesome. All right. So we'll note that one is in compliance. Now the next case is uh, C234589. Property owner is Jason L. Mead and Bonnie J. Skates. The property address is 6328 Pan American Boulevard.
I'm Dave Grant, Code Enforcement Inspector for the City of Northport. I have been sworn case number 234589 was initially inspected on 1018 of 23. Cases addressing the violation of Northport City Code 59-1C-1, vehicle parked in front of property. Now, with the due to the grass being as high as it was, if you look right there where the cars uh, are, the there is yeah. a vehicle, and that vehicle is still there. The grass has been mowed, but that's a separate case, Your Honor. Okay. All right. Anything else? Nope. All right. I'm going to um, find there is a violation of uh, code section uh, 59-1C1 for uh, this, this car parked in front of this house. Fine of $10 a day with a maximum of $1,000 will commence on February 20 of 2024 if not brought into compliance by February 19 of 2024. Next case is case number 234759. The property owner is Circle K Stores Inc. The property address is 13280 Tamiami Trail. I am Dave Grant, Code Enforcement Inspector for the City of Northport, and I have been sworn. Case number 234783 was initially inspected. Oh, I'm sorry, that's the wrong one. Uh, case 234759 was initially inspected on 1031 of 23, and the case is addressing the violation of Section 37-29H3 of the Unified Land Development Code, Roadway Design and Construction Standards. There's a large pothole in the alley, which you can see on the pictures is surrounded by the cones. Uh, the property has been inspected multiple times, most recently on 122 of 24. I have had contact with the store the manager. Uh, I got one picture as evidence, and these photos are a true and accurate depiction of the property located at 13280 Tamiami Trail. I guess there's a little bit of a, for lack of better terms, pan match between the gas station and the property to the left of that is the church on who actually owns that. The gas station saying it's the church is the church is saying it's not theirs. Uh, per the property appraiser, it does come back to to the uh, Circle K. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So you've, you've looked on the property appraisers. Yeah. And they're yeah, aware of it. We went in there and, and their management team or whoever was supposed to reach out to us. And, and I have not heard anything. So. All right. Yeah. So, so the Unified Land Development Code says on private driveways and alleys like this that they, they're to maintain it. Yes, yeah. sir. All right. All right, I'm going to find that there is a violation of Section 37-29H3 of the Unified Land Development Code for uh, failure to maintain this uh, private driveway or alley. Um, fine of $25 a day with a maximum of $2,000 will commence on February 20th of 2024 if not brought into compliance by February 19 of 2024. Next case is case number 234783. The property owner is Dobrik, uh, uh, I'm sorry, what was the number? Uh, is 234783. Property owner is Dobrik, Dojevjevic, oh. and yes. the uh, property address is 8409 Triompo Avenue. 
Yes, sir. At this time, due to some health concerns and everything, the resident has stopped in. Um, she's taking care of, I believe it's her ex-husband, but she comes over here from Lake Placid. Okay. Um, I met with her on the 22nd of this month. She's asking for more time since he's in the hospital due to a, a pretty severe stroke. Okay, so I can either find in compliance and give more time, or find, excuse me, find in violation and give more time, or I can continue the next I, I would be okay with the continuance okay. at this time until February. All right, we'll continue this to the February 22 hearing. All right, going to second hearing cases. Uh, we'll next one is 232707. The property owner is Edward F. Clifford uh, Life Estate, and the property address is 2762 Yamada Lane. I'm Dave Grant, Code Enforcement Inspector for the City of Northport. I have been sworn. Case number 232707 was found in violation. At the 12723 hearing, there have been no changes to the property, and I request you sign the order assessing the fine. I will sign the order assessing the fines. The next case is 233583. Uh, the property owner is Dempsey uh, Novotsky, and the property address is 4081 Heaton Terrace. I'm Dave Grant, Code Inspector for the City of Northport, and I have been sworn. Case number 233583 was found in violation on the 127. Hearing of 23, there have been no changes, and I request that you sign the order assessing the fine. Okay. What? Craft container. Probably the easiest thing to break the compliance. Un unbelievable. I will sign the order assessing the fine. And that is it. That's it. I don't, did I miss any? Yeah, debris too, but uh, any, okay, there's no public comment cards. It is, I think this is maybe a record. It's 10.03 a.m., and we are adjourned. No, don't, don't, don't.